Welcome to What the Hell episode. Uh, today we're going to talk about tropes in horror movies. Basically, well, you you watched the Halloween Kills. Uh-huh. And, well, I, I just, I don't get horror movies. Uh, depending on the, the, the genre of it, like uh, Army of Darkness, <laughs> I love. Oh, that's Evil just Evil Dead. Pillow Talk, baby. I know. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> love Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, the the even the uh, the the TV series, The Evil Dead versus Ash, that was great. Right, it was, and you know, when they went to go remake Evil Dead with all new people, yeah, I mean, Bruce Campbell was just like, really, I mean, you you can't you can't replace. Ash. I mean, you can re, you can recast Ash, but it's like it's not going to be the same because Bruce Campbell is Ash. Ash is Bruce Campbell. Yeah. You know. But uh, it's like Einhorn is Finkel. No. It, there, there's another. There's another thing that, and we'll, we'll bring up Supernatural in this because it's still horror. That's the only other uh, horror, horror type genre thing I'll I'll watch constantly. Right. But there there is an episode. I think I talked about it on this. Is there? There was an epi- uh, episode to where they were uh, going to a convention, uh, a supernatural book convention, and uh, <laughs> one of the guys is like, "Why don't they just put bungee cords on their weapons and everything so they don't lose it?" And Dean and Sam were looking at each other. It's like, why, "Why don't we do that?" <laughs> yeah, why, why, yeah, I saw why, that clip. Why, yeah, why, why, why don't we do that? That's why, actually a really good idea. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good idea. And, and you you always see, and this going from like superhero movies and everything like that, they're always, the, the weapon of choice is always pushed aside. I mean, even in Free Guy, it was the glasses. The glasses were his weapon stash, basically. And uh, yeah. he they kicked the glasses away and everything, and... He had to put him on, and he finally was able to fight a little bit better. But that—that's always the trope in any kind of movie. It's like, oh, his weapons kicked aside. Uh, he's not going to be able to get it fast enough. Oh, he finally got it. Oh, he saves the day. That—that—that that, that trope and just always gets me. I'm like, ah, put a bungee cord on it. Right. <laughs> I pulled up a list of tropes, and I'm just like, yeah, I've seen that. Yep, I've seen that. Yeah, it, once you start. Yep, I've seen that. When, once you, that's like the the, the cat <laughs> that jumps out. Yeah, even even Supernatural did a funny. Yeah, on the it jump scare. Where, yeah, that uh, uh, Dean was scared of everything in that one episode, and uh, cat jumped out and he started screaming like a little girl. Yeah, it, it, like with Halloween. Can, can you hear me? I get all. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, weird. Do 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 do. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, okay. I can barely hear myself, but that's cool. Um, like with Halloween Kills, you know, I mean, they had, I mean, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it, right? You know, but she doesn't play so much of a critical part in this movie because she spends most of her time in the hospital recovering from surgery to repair the wounds that she received after Michael, you know, almost killed her what was that in the 2018 the, movie. The Halloween Resurrection or some mm-hmm. shit like that. If you're talking about like can you know conical because timeline, it was a, it was a, it was a sequel right well if you're talking about conical timeline the 1978 movie and then the 2018 movie are true sequels from each other right 
And then Halloween Kills picks up right at the end of the 2018 movie. Okay. So if you're going to watch any Halloween movies, just watch those three, and then you'll be completely caught up. Every, you know, Halloween 2, 3, and then H2O, they're just, you know, trash. Well, but, they also have the, uh, uh, the one from uh, uh, Rob Zombie. Yeah, but, but not, that one's not even... It was just named Halloween. Yeah. The 2018 one. Yeah. I mean, it's just Halloween, then Halloween for the two, two, 2018 version, and then Halloween Kills. Because it was Halloween 2007 was the... Uh, uh, H2O. No. Uh, uh, the Rob 2007 Zombie. was the Rob Zombie, and the second one was Rob Zombie. I'm going to make sure on that one. Uh, yeah, Rob Zombie directed both of those. Uh, but I wonder how Halloween uh, H2O uh, timeline it, goes into it. Because I know it's like Halloween, Halloween 2, then it jumps over to H2O in, in some fashion. And well, then Halloween Resurrected, then Halloween, then Halloween Kills. Yeah, well, like I said, 78, 2018, and then Halloween Kills. Those are the three that run concurrently. The storyline goes from here, here, to, to, to there. And it's all... I mean, that's ultimately that's going to be what the trilogy is. Mm-hmm. But spoiler alert: Michael's not dead. Um, yeah, because in the uh, the 2018 Halloween, he ended up uh, changing his uh, outfit to uh, uh, what, what was the blue it? coveralls with with the mask. But no, he 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 switched it out to the uh, uh, it was oh God. What was it? Uh, EMT. No, see, I, I watched all three of them in the same weekend, the 78th, the 18, and then the Halloween Kills, because they all flew together. I mean, they all flowed together. So he didn't change his outfit. No, he did. He, well, okay, at the end of the Halloween movie of 2018, he, he didn't change his outfit. What he did was he switched uh, the, the mask on one of the EMT's head chopped the guy's head off and they thought he was dead that was the no that wasn't the 18 version it wasn't what was no that was probably one of the rob zombie ones no because jamie lee curtis was in it well then it was h2o my have been but in the 2018 the only thing like decapitation that he did is he decapitated a cop they were partners and he killed them both right Mm -hmm. he takes the head, cuts it off one cop, hollows it out, takes his partner's flashlight, sticks it in there, turns it on, and then sits it in the lap of the dead of, of his dead partner. And that's how they find him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, there was another interesting thing with Halloween Kills that people were getting upset about. Is the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the gay couple. The gay couple. Yeah, the gay couple, the gay couple bought the Myers house. They remodeled it. Right. And, you know, yeah. they, and and anytime like kids would come up and screw with them, they're like, do you know whose house this used to be? This is the Myers house, you know, and they're like and they'd sit there and like, yeah, you know, just yell at the kids and they'd run off screaming or whatever. Right. And, uh, you know, eventually Michael goes home in that movie. And <laughs> so they hear something at the back door. And they're like, honey, you going to go get that? It's like. No, just go get it. 
just it's probably just some kids screwing around, right? Because you know they don't know that Michael's out running around. Yeah. Right. The entire town knows, but these two they decided to stay in on Halloween night. Or they decided to turn off the news. Well, they were watching a horror movie marathon or whatever, right? Okay. And uh, so the taller of the two goes to the back door, and he steps outside, and he's like, there's nobody there. So he shuts the door, and then goes up front. And then they're like, well, what was it? And he says, well, there's nobody there. And so they hear something out the, the front door, and he's like, all right. So the other, the other partner, he gets up. He's like, I'm going to take care of this. So he goes out on the front porch, and there was nothing there. And so he goes back inside, and he goes, did you lock the back door? He's like, I don't think so so he goes back in the kitchen to go back to the back door and it's open <laughs> so like a bloody handprint on the on the on the door frame and uh and then you know he's like i think somebody's here and then they hear somebody walking around upstairs you hear that whole heavy footstep yeah you know and so they they had this like cuter or Cutery board with the meat and cheese. I can never pronounce that word. Cutlery. Yeah, cute cutlery or whatever. Cutlery. No, not cutlery. It's it's just basically a board that has got meats and cheeses on it. Ah. Oh. Cutery or cutlery. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um. So they all they both go upstairs and they split up. That's a trope. You split up the party to solve the problem, right? No, always. Yeah. And so the shorter of the two partners goes into the den. <laughs> he gets killed, like, right away. And so the taller of the two, the one that originally went to the back door, mm -hmm. walks in. He sees, Mike, he sees his partner laying there on the floor. Then he looks up, and Michael's staring out the window. And he looks over at him, he goes, Michael, you've come home, right? Yeah. And Michael just turns around and walks ever so slowly over to him and just kills him right there, right? And so <laughs> when, the, when the granddaughter of Jamie Lee Curtis goes into that house right, with her boyfriend and her boyfriend's dad, they go into the den. What? Well, I was looking at how you pronounce it and everything like that. Uh -huh. I, 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 this is how it's, it's pronounced. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know what it means? Deli. Okay. So it's a deli board. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. It's a deli, deli board. board. <laughs> We're going to call it a deli board. In fact, when I go down next time, I visit my girlfriend, and she's like, oh, let's go get one of these. Oh, you mean a deli board? That's French for for you know, anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna he, sound he, all educated. Anyway, which is kind of apropos because I'm going. We're gonna go to Cheers uh -huh. when we go to Boston. Oh yeah, there was in Boston, wasn't it? Yeah. So they've got the set, and then they've got the actual bar. Uh huh. And uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna try to do my best uh, Cliff Clavin impression. Okay. You know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna spout some random facts like. You know, Alec Baldwin is a more effective sniper. 
in John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> oh, oh man! And, and if you haven't if you haven't heard, Alex Baldwin <laughs> shot two people with a uh, prop a, a qu- gun. quote unquote prop gun. It had a live round in it. It from what I from what I understand from what I've read, it went through the cinematographer and hit the director. Yeah. It, what it was, was they didn't have a union, uh, from what they're saying is they didn't have a union, uh, uh, I guess it would be a prop, prop, prop union, prop union guy. And they just got somebody and they're like, oh yeah, let's all secure, sir. Yeah, he said that the, the, that the prop master handed him a prop and was like, yeah, this is a cold gun. Which meant that it was clear and it was safe, but you still Alec Baldwin being Alec Baldwin does what he decides what he wants to do, and he points it at a at a crew member. Yeah, like really, come on, man. And oddly enough, the movie that they're filming, Rust, is about a thirteen year old child that is wrongly wrongfully accused of killing somebody. That is all kinds of weird, right? So. But but the, um, the but the last time that something like this happened was two thousand three, or uh, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, with Brandon, Brandon Lee. Brandon but they Lee. still don't know who actually pulled the trigger on that one. No, they and, don't. and they're never not. And because of the scene where he actually got shot, there was like fifteen people shooting. Fifteen people. Yeah, I mean, it was in that conference room where all the you know where all the the, the crime lords were having their little Halloween night conference, whatever. But um. But uh, yeah, getting back to Halloween. So the. Uh, when they go up into the house, the kids go into the house to, you know, figure out what's going on. They're, they're, you know, they start downstairs and then they go upstairs. And when they get upstairs into the, into the den, the study, the way that the camera work, ha- you know, played out was that, you know, it showed a record player sh- playing a vinyl and it was playing a, like a love song, right? Yeah. Then it pans over to the left, and you see a, like a, a photo from when this couple was younger, and the shorter of the two was laying on the ground with his head in the lap of the taller guy. Mm-hmm. Michael found the picture, put the record on, and arranged their bodies to imitate that photo. What's really sad in this whole thing is just to judge how dark we are. You're laughing your head off about the whole thing. Yeah, I'm like, that's fucking classy right there, right? <laughs> you know? And <laughs> oh, you can commit murder, but as long as it's classy. Oh, yeah, have a little bit of taste, you know? Yeah. I mean, decapitation might be taking it a little too far, but these guys were in love. They just, they, they, they were just enter, and entering the stages of rigor mortis embracing that's all it was yeah you know and the woke culture well oh God, they're just yes. going crazy and, and about Dave Chappelle it. made this point during his new new special the closer you can make fun of black people you can make fun of hispanics you can make racist jokes but you can't make fun of the lbgtq crowd yeah you know and at the end of his special he was like look this is it this is the end i am not making any more lbgtq jokes until you can sit down with me and we can figure this out. Because, I mean, it's like they're okay with all the racist crap. Oh, yeah. But, oh, God forbid. And, and you know, he had actually talked about a stand-up comedian that he became friends with that was trans. Yeah. Do the, the story right there, it 
freaking it was like a gut punch yeah so oh, you, did man. you watch it oh yeah i watched it yeah I, so I, that's you know, why i told you that's why i told like, you about and, the uh, and and her own people did this to her yeah you know what's, and, what's and he really was like sad i was mad at her yeah you know and but he and then 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 you know in classic david Chappelle style you know he was like she identified as a woman but the way she went out She went out to the top of a building and jumped to her death. That is some gangsta-ass shit that only a man would do, <laughs> you know? And he goes, so he went out and started a trust fund for her kids, you know, her kid. Yeah. Because that's all she would talk about. Yeah. And, and he goes, you know, because it, one day whenever they're able to get this trust fund, I want to be able to have a conversation that I'm not ready to have now. And as I want to be able to look his daughter, her daughter, in the eye and be like, I knew. <laughs> I forget how exactly how it goes. It goes, I, I, uh, I knew your father. And he was one hell of a woman. Yeah. You know, and no, and he was talking about like Caitlyn Jenner. He goes. That bitch got named Woman of the Year after only being a woman for one fucking year. <laughs> it's like, you know, so it's it just, and he, and he was talking about how th there was a term that was applied to him for one of his shows that he did in San Francisco. Remember he was talking about yeah. it? And the phrase was punching down. Don't punch down to my people. And he's like, what the fuck does that even mean? punching down yeah it it took a while for him to actually understand yeah what was going on but what was really sad about this special is like a lot of people were just like hey, it was it was kind of funny but it was really sad at the end i was like dude that was an emotional roller coaster it was it really was it was a very good emotional roller coaster i mean i laughed my ass off but at the end of it oh god i cried i mean i teared up yeah i mean i'm laughing so hard you know and i'm like but at the end i'm like well, that's some real shit. Yeah, you know that's that, one of those that's, things. That's one hundred percent. It's right one of those things that you're just going off and you're going, "Oh my God, why are you giving me feelings now? <laughs> These right. are the wrong feelings I'm supposed to be having. We're watching this damn thing. Why are you doing this to me, motherfucker? <laughs> like I just want to go have a normal no white mind. middle upper class bringing where dad beats me on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, I just want to have some normal shit like that. But no, here comes Dave Chappelle coming in here making me think and have feelings. And I'm like, man, no, what is this all about? But in all seriousness, I mean, that was an excellent, excellent oh, yeah. special. It, it was it was really good. It was really thought out. And it was really it, – it, and it played to – Closing it all down at the last part. Yeah, you know, and, and I love that little bit that he had talked about when he was like, you know, everybody's all talking about struggles of the black people and this, that, and the other, you know, are trying to overcome racism and everything. And he's like, I totally get it. I completely understand where everybody is coming from. And they were like, how the hell do you know? He goes, because I'm that motherfucker that rode that elevator and then stepped off and walked away from $50 million. Yeah. He's talking about the Chappelle show, you know. And Well, what happened with that Chappelle show is is they started trying to uh, uh, stop his uh, – <clears throat> His comedy, his he, they wanted to be less racism. They wanted to be less this. And then, like, 
uh, five years later, they ended up, well, not even five years, like after the, uh, the Chappelle show, they had, uh, what's his name, the Mexican guy? Carlos Messina. Uh, yeah, Carlos Messina that stole jokes all the fucking time. Oh, and then dude, after like Carlos three Messina years of that, probably and the went... most unoriginal dude. Oh yeah. I mean, I I mean, I I think I watched maybe two episodes of his show, and I was just like, this guy's not funny. I only watched like half of a show. And, and well, see, well, the only the only I, I'm the kind of person where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch an episode, and it may be painful to watch, but I'm gonna try to watch a second episode. Or a second special because, you know, maybe it's just you I, know you you can kind of watch his right you know watch their writing evolve or their yeah. material evolve, but Carlos, I mean, it would just became blatantly obvious from the from the green light that this dude was just plagiarizing jokes, and I'm like, well, then Amy Schumer did the same thing, and yeah. uh, what it ended up happening though is the. They ended up having Keenan Pill, and Keenan Pill were old Mad TV people. Well, and then they were also old school Nickelodeon people. I mean, they were they were Good Burger. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. No, they weren't. Yes, they were. You're thinking no. Yeah. No. Are you sure? I absolutely positive because the other guy that that was from Good Burger is on Saturday Night Live right now. Yeah, he is. Okay, well, and you know what, Keenan Pill. I stand corrected. Look, see, everybody, Johnny is not afraid to admit when he's fucking wrong. And you know what? I'm wrong, all right? I was wrong about the Red Sox being able to beat the Astros. I'm wrong about this. I'm wrong, okay? I lay down on my sword. E2 me, all right? Whatever, you know? But E2 Brute. Yeah. Caesar said that to brute, you know, to to brute. Oh, okay. So yeah, it okay. to me. See what I did okay. there? Yeah. You uneducated fuck. Fuck you. I just wanted one to be one of these. My dad. I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> one of these episodes, we're just gonna end up like having a brawl up a the. Pablo thing. It's like, why, why are y'all fighting each other? Oh, we're close friends. <laughs> I got this bottle right here. <laughs> I ain't throwing nothing else. I mean, I got a $1,200 phone. I got a, I got a $900 laptop, and I got $200 sunglasses right here. You know what? I got this pink 79 black rifle that would, coffee. That would probably go. Yeah. <laughs> this, w- this, this is okay. <laughs> that's, that's okay to throw because we both hated that freaking shit. Oh, my God. God. I hate Pavagrin. That was bad. I know. You, you're going to have a bad one one of these days. That, that, that's the only thing. But, okay, so these tropes, right? And it's like this girl runs and falls. It seems like it seems kind of sexist to imply. There. I mean, right there, you can tell. A woke person wrote this up, wrote this article. But it seems kind of sexist to imply that terrorized girls don't know how to run through the forest without falling down, breaking their leg, and allowing the monster to catch up with them. But it's a crowd pleaser anyway, and if the movie features a girl in a forest, sooner or later, she's going to start running and fall down. It's a great trick for building suspense. And it's like... Well, like a scary movie. Right, that the, the one like even in Halloween Shannon, Kills, uh, Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah, to where that whole scene is like, oh, I'm supposed to do this, and then she breaks her own leg, and he's like, oh, oh, what the? <laughs> <laughs> See, but scary movie was just, I mean, it, it was satire. Yeah, it was satire against the uh, horror genre. Which yeah, is, and then you got the really crazy fun. girl that no one believes, aka Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, yeah, or uh, Nev Campbell. Oh, speaking of Nev Campbell. 
there there's a new Scream movie coming out. Nev Campbell, uh, Patricia Arquette, mm. uh, Patricia uh, Courtney Cox uh, Arquette, or is she just Courtney Cox again? I don't. She's know. She's divorced. They divorced. The, yeah. Well, that's awkward because David Arquette's in this movie too. Well, they're girl, close friends and everything. Well, whatever. Anyways, um, so uh, not Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. God, that that was a tragic Hollywood career. Uh, Courtney Cox, Melissa Burnett, uh, Gina Ortega. But you know, uh, unlike the Nat original Campbell. Scream movies, this one actually looks semi decent. And somewhat interesting. I mean, the last one had Jane Silent Bob in it. Come on now. Right? But, you know, and the thing of it is, is like, just like you, I, I, I don't really care about going to go see a damn horror movie. But my boys are kind of, you know, they're, they're starting to get into it a little bit. And I guess the fact that it's like, you know, October. And I like monster months. movies. Well. I'm more into, like. Monster like movies. Like the King Kongs and the and the Godzillas. I mean, yeah, I'll watch Like those. Dracula, Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. I mean, even then, I still got to be in the mood for them. But, um, you know, I mean, a lot of these is like, you know, you, you get that. Uh, you know, you get, you get like the Final Girl or the Medicine Cabinet Mirror Trick, you know, where they're looking in the medicine cabinet and they shut it and then the person's right behind them. You know, but it's still, they tie that one in with like the jump scream and then you've got the newer, you know, the newer type technology-based, you know, tropes like the no cell phone service and crap like that. Um, Or the the killers texting you. (laughs) Yeah. It's that whole... uh, uh, I've lost my keys. Oh, I found them and now my car mysteriously won't start. You know, it's like... Yeah, but if it was us, it would more or less be like, oh, my car won't start. All right, well, I'll get out and fix it and everything like that. And you hear the ch-ch-ch. And, you, and afterwards you hear a ch-ch-ch. What the fuck was that? <laughs> right? Because, I mean, I'll carry one with the chamber, you know, in the chamber because mama didn't raise no bitch, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like... It's like horror movies would not work in the South. I mean, horror movies would not work they did, they, in they, rural Texas. They did. They did a, a uh, horror movies in the South. There's this one guy that does it. <laughs> it's like it, you can YouTube it. Are there Black Rifle Coffee with their What if veterans were in horror movies? movies and it's yeah. like it would last all. I can't of wait till the next episode of that. <laughs> it would, it would so last much. all of about what ten minutes because like the killer would come in and be like. What's up, bud? Bang! <laughs> it's like, woo, look at that motherfucker. <laughs> you see him posting, doing Instagram photos, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or I have a silver bullet vibrator that screams out the national anthem. Oh, see, that would be the thing that the killer needs to kill a veteran. No, it was... <laughs> you didn't watch the last one, did you? No, I didn't. Had a, had a, okay, Matt Vest was... Uh, Matt was uh, on the side. He's like, oh, there's a werewolf in there. And she's like, I got a silver bullet. And she turns it on. And he's like, ding, 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 ding. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was last year's. It okay. was last year's. All right. Yeah. The, <laughs> and she I, goes in. She goes in. <laughs> and they close the door. You just hear her. He's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite tropes is when people run down the middle of the fucking road when they're being chased by a car. 
It's like, honey, that's what sidewalks are for. Like, really? You're on, I'm going to run down the road. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm on foot. They're in a motorized vehicle. They you know what I would do? I would stand right in front of a fucking uh, tree and just like, mm, okay. Yeah, exactly. Duck, duck behind the trees like, Gish. well, that happened. Right? I mean, we, I mean, you think about it. <laughs> Even these three percenters that run around, you know, and they're like, yeah, I got my kit in my car and like, Oh, so you're expecting a gunfight. Mm, okay, sure. Some work could at at any time. Like, motherfucker, you don't want to know what that looks like, man, really. Or like, someone that goes to the gun range fully kicked out with, like, a flak vest. Or, that that person's kind of funny, but, you know, I, I, I would, if, if he, I that actually happened. That I, was that, very well played. If I, that person, I am impressed. If that person, let me finish. If that person actually showed up the range, I still talk to him and, you know, tell him. You know what? I'm, you impressed. Got, I'm impressed. I'm <laughs> impressed. I'm impressed, and, you know, and, for, and just 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 so that everybody at home has a uh, point of reference. Point of yeah, exactly. You know, to put it into context, the last time we went to the range, I showed up in my plate carrier. Why? Because I don't want to carry fucking handfuls of magazines. That's what a backpack's for. Bro. I give a fuck about your backpack. <laughs> Backpacks are for carrying fucking books uh, and laptops. You sorry ass. <laughs> and besides that, you know. I don't want somebody shooting me in the fucking back because they don't know what the fucking what, what trigger control means. Well, at least I know what your blood type is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, a Andy and uh, uh, Hafer laugh at people that do that. <laughs> I'm joking around with you on that one because they they have people that they they go to the uh, okay. All right. All right. Go ahead. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. No, they go. Uh, Whenever they go to a shot show, they have people with the backpacks and they have the blood type, has this and this and this mm -hmm. and everything while they're walking around and they're just laughing at the people. But okay, all right. Do you need a hug now? No, okay. I don't need a hug. Okay, I don't want a fucking hug. <laughs> <laughs> Is it one of those uh, things? Like, baby, I'll make you a cake. I'll bake you well, a cake. You're out of luck because I don't eat cake. I'll get you a pie. How about a pie? Fuck your pie. <laughs> Fuck your pie and Chef Boyardee or <coughs> fucking Martha Stewart, whoever baked that bitch. No. <laughs> Sweets isn't going to I just want to stay over here on my fucking porch, stay off my grass, and I won't shoot you. That's all there is to it. <laughs> but, I, well. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know what? There is a horror movie that I, I'll, I'll watch religiously on Halloween, and that's Tucker and Dale. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, Josh Whedon. No. 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 Yeah, uh, that's Josh Whedon. No, it wasn't. Uh, but they had a... Uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, God. Uh, John da, 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 C. Riley. No. Uh, fuck. Tucker uh, and Dale versus Evil? Alan Tunick. It has yeah, Alan oh, Tunick. Oh, yeah. yeah t uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it was like made with five bucks. It was some guy named uh, Eli, Eli Craig. Craig. Yeah, yeah, that's but right. <laughs> that movie is so freaking great because it's it's a couple of hillbillies. You think it's 
they're going to be the bad guy. Uh, they're going to be the killers and everything. And the whole and the whole premise of this movie is they think that the college kids from the camping site are killing each other in front of their house for some ungodly reason. <laughs> and they're trying to kill them, and they keep on fucking it up. Like one kid accidentally goes into a wood chipper. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It it it. it that's something I, I, I that's a horror type movie. I mean, I, I don't even think it's a horror movie. I think it's like a, a, a what do you call it? A, a gruesome comedy, a really right. dark comedy. It, yeah. Well, a, a dark comedy. It's a really dark comedy. And well, it, it says comedy horror, but it's really dark comedy. And then you get <clears throat> to the end. You know, I'm surprised it's not streaming anywhere this month. I mean, it is, but you you got to pay for it. I need to buy that movie just to buy it so I can watch it more times. Because it, it was on Netflix for a while. It's on Netflix, but it's not available to watch in our country. That's fucking un-American right there. Well, it's Canadian, so what do you expect? I don't give a damn. It's called yeah. North America, motherfucker. Canada's nothing but America's two cats. I was down your goddamn fucking panties, dude. Hose them down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It calms you down. Cooning your tatas, dude. Distress your breasts. Fucking calm your tits. Oh, man. But no, that's that's the, that's the kind of horror I want. Because I, I, like, I like dark humor and everything like that. I mean, you go into something like uh, Death to Smoochie. <laughs> Death to Smoochie was a great movie. I still, I still reference one uh, part with Robin Williams. It's like, uh, "Are you okay, sir?" No, I've been kind of fucked up lately, so it's kind of if uh, hard to tell. <laughs> but th- th- those types of horror movies are because it's you know the stuff that's going to come, but it they do it in a funny way. So yeah, or Young Frankenstein. God, I love that movie. I, I finally I got to watch it in theater with like a big crowd and everything. Right. I'll tell you this right now: if you love a movie, go and it goes into a theater. Go see it in a theater, and it'll be a. If you hadn't, if you've only watched it like on TV, like Blazing Saddles, I watched Blazing Saddles. <clears throat> uh, actually, in the theater when it came. Oh. Uh, and it was, I've only watched Blazing Saddles on TV. Yeah. But you go see it in a theater, it's a totally different experience. It's like going to see uh, a music. you can watch a musical uh, on TV, but if you actually watch a musical going into it and with other people and everything in a theater, right. it's it's a totally different experience. Yeah. Um, like when Empire Strikes Back did their 43 release. Oh, yeah. I've seen it, I can't count the number of times I've seen it, both the original and the special editions. But my boys hadn't, so I was like, no, this is going to happen. So I took them to go see that. Um, And it was like when Close Encounters of the Third Kind did their 40th. Yeah. I do. You have to go see that in the theater. Yeah. You you just do. Um, Especially with the the soundtrack and everything like that and – you know, that, that first, that build-up at the beginning of the movie, you hear the music, you know, and then it just builds up in that huge crescendo. It's like, bump, you know. It's amazing. And, I mean, if you listen to it in some, you know, with earbuds or whatever, and you get that stereo 
and we use an old school word here, stereophonic, you know, but you go into a theater and it's got that surround sound. It's got that like fucking nine, 9,000.1 surround sound or whatever it's going Yeah, on you right. can replicate that stuff as much as you possibly can. Yeah. But the only problem with it is, is you don't have those extra, uh, extra tropes to where it's the audience. The, the energy from the audience is totally different. Yeah. I was like Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell with, uh, with uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. I watched that in theaters. The whole movie was crap. The only thing it saved was a uh, uh, mentally challenged kid that was every time there was like a flashing light, she was going, yay. That was what made that movie for me. Yeah. I can never watch that movie because that if I don't hear yay constantly. Right. It's it, the movie sucks. I mean, horribly. <coughs> but. It, I was like uh, the Saw movies. Yeah. Because those were just gruesome movies. I mean, they had the, uh, when I first watched it, uh, a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm going to watch this movie. I bet you'll never figure out who the uh, uh, killer is. We got like halfway through the movie where they were talking about the guy that was in. I own it now. <laughs> it's like you know what, screw it, and I bought it in Ultra HD. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they had that scene to where the guy was uh, in the bed, and he they were like, "Oh, he's contonic. We got these things." Blah 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 blah. Anyways, I was like, "Oh, that's the killer." She's like, "No, it's not." And then after the end of the movie, he pops up. I was like, "Told you, he's the killer. He's right there." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "How did you know that?" Because in movies, if they emphasize, and, and this is going to ruin a lot of movies for people, if they emphasize on something like a key or a lock or something in the beginning of the movie that there, it just seems like it's uh, mundane and shouldn't be shared or anything like that. Yeah. Like James Bond movies are the world's worst because they'll they'll shine something like a watch. Like if it's a special gadget watch, they'll shine a watch or they'll shine a pen. And they'll go off and talking about this one thing, and that then in the movie it pans out to where it's something that it need to be used, <coughs> which is sad. But it sometimes there a very very few times it's going to be a red herring, and the only time that it happens usually is with uh, comedies. It's like, yeah. weren't we supposed to use this thing right here? Oh yeah, ah fuck it. Yeah, it's like, do we really need that? Nah, you know. nah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. I norm. I mean, ideally, I was just like, you know, I can't stand horror movies. I'm just like, it just doesn't do anything for me. You I mean, I, I got more entertainment from the people sitting around me in the theater than I did the actual movie because I'm like, they're all written the same. And it's like, yeah, you can, you can change the flavor of the Kool Aid, but at the end of the day. It's still the same Kool-Aid. It's still Kool-Aid. Unless yeah. you go to Jonestown, then it's the fake shit, and it has Yeah, the flavor-aid, right? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Did you know they made, like, uh, like I think it was a total of, sorry, uh, six uh, Critters movies? You know, the little fuzzball. Yeah, I remember Critters, yeah. That movie scared the crap out of me only because of the when they popped out of the toilet. You know, <laughs> the movie that scared the crap out of me for the longest time when I was a kid was exactly, it was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. 
Oh, really? Yeah. I couldn't finish that entire movie until I was like 14. And, dude, and it pissed me off because I'm like, I, I, I want to see this movie all the way through. But, like... Jaws, Jaws did that to me. It, well, I mean, because it made you not want to go swimming, right? Yeah. This made me not want to, like... I mean, dude, it made me not want to open the fucking door at night. When the sun goes down, door is not getting... No, Dude, just, I always happen. You remember those uh, uh, unsolved mysteries and everything? Yeah. The fucking episodes where they're talking about uh, alien abductions and everything. Yeah. Dude, constantly I would see like aliens in the window because it, 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 it unsolved mysteries originally came out on uh, night at like eight o'clock. Yeah. And you're sitting there watching these things. Robert Stack the, in his trench coat. <clears throat> yeah. And you're you're sitting here watching these damn things, and I kept on peering out of the window. It looked like a freaking alien. Yeah. And this is like when I'm like ten. I mean, talk about fuck. And then I couldn't sleep for like a uh, a good couple of times. I would like blanket the freaking window and everything. Yeah. Man, the human mind. That's the most horror you can get is just the human mind itself. All right. So I'm going to challenge you. There's a, a movie called Benny Loves You. You've seen the Happy Town Murders, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's called Benny Loves You. <laughs> I, I bought this on Voodoo one night because it just it looked corny, right? And my boys wanted to watch it because they're like, oh, that looks funny. <clears throat> watch it. Just Just watch it. Hold on a minute. Because I love Happy Town Murders. Because uh, there's this the Happy Town Murders are just, dude. Do you, do you remember that uh, uh, Seth Green, uh, uh, Seth Green uh, TV show back in the day where it was basically like uh, Happy Town Murders, but it was uh, Seth Green? Crank Yankers? No. That was something totally different. Uh, I've seen the commercial for this. I was thinking of actually watching it. God, do yourself a favor and do it. Because <laughs> it's, it's golden. I mean, let me bring up Seth Green's uh, thing, because it was, it was like early 2000. Uh, da, 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 da. Where's his ID, man? Okay. It was like uh, Greg the Bunny, I think it was. Greg the Bunny, yeah. Seth Green produced that, but... Greg, or Greg the Bunny was voiced by Bobcat Goldwaite. Yes. 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 Because the funniest part, the funniest episode is they're trying to get the dog. Uh, hold on, let me, let me. They're trying to get the dog because they uh, got rid of the dog's balls. And they're trying to uh, uh, substitute something else, and they had these eyeballs that whenever you click them together, and they do a, a, a Nat King Cole song. <laughs> and you're like, do, 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 and, and the dog would walk around, and all you hear is this dangling, uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> I almost died that day watching that fucking shit. It was so fucking hilarious. Yeah, Greg the Bunny. Yeah, Greg the Bunny. That was fucking hilarious. It had two seasons. Yeah, but it, it was, it was like seasons. it was it it played heavily on the whole married with children dynamic. Mm-hmm. 
married with children. Speaking of which, I mean, have you, like, Christina Applegate's got, like, she's got a condition now? Or something like that? Really? Yeah, uh, let's see here. No, he didn't help pr- produce it. No, I know. She has a condition? Yeah, I'm trying to see what it is here. Hold on. Oh, man. Two thousand eight, they reported that she had been diagnosed with breast cancer. Um she had a double mastectomy. Um she had that BRCA one. Now, now she's also been diagnosed with MS. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. She, okay, it was MS. Yeah, she's got <coughs> MS. And I'm like, man. Yeah, she is starting out with her uh, uh, career on Married with Children. Uh, she was in an abusive relationship when she, uh, during that time frame, and it they they tried their best to uh, shy away from it and everything. Yeah. But, it, it, she she's lived uh, a kind of a uh, nothing nothing against her. She's she's actually a pretty level headed person. Yeah, which is I love her in the freaking uh, Anchorman uh, Anchorman movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was actually three Anchorman movies. There's Wake Up Ron Burgundy, the Lost movie. Two thousand four direct to video counterpart. So it was a direct to video. Oh, so it was like you know, straight to DVD kind of a thing. Will Ferrell, and Christina Applegate. We could probably find that. Okay. Paul Rudd's in it. Steve Carell, David Kochner. Uh, it's composed of outtakes from the original film. Uh, okay. Oh. A video short in two thousand fourteen. Uh, yeah, 2004. Uh, 93 minutes, it's an hour and a half. Good God. Is it? Yeah. According to the Wikipedia page, it's an hour and a half long. Damn. That's freaking awesome. Um, so, but yeah, um, yeah, dude, she was in a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, that, uh, dead, uh, not dead to me. Don't tell, dead mom, to me? don't tell mom babysitter's dead? No, that, that's classic. That's classic. Um, yeah, Dead to Me. That she was, uh, it was in a, it, uh, I think it was Netflix? Is that, it, that series is on Netflix or whatever. Netflix or Hulu, I can't remember which. Um, I don't know, I didn't watch it. It's Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. <coughs> um, it's, Really good. It's got that uh, <coughs> Linda Cardinelli. She played uh, Velma in the Scooby Doo movies, and she played the 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 auditor from uh, Grandma's Boy. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that that totally changed me to uh, boot for uh, Velma after that. Oh yeah, totally. Team Velma, all the way. You know, you know what's really funny is uh, there's this. Uh, I guess he's handicapped. It's handicapped kid on uh, 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 TikTok, mm-hmm. and they had the uh, they had that porn porn one where uh, she's trying to find glasses. Fred, Thelma, 
I can't find my glasses. And he just shows up out of the blue with the uh, green screen. He's like, here's your glasses, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I mean, this, this kid is just, he brightens up the day. Ed Eisner. Of course, he's dead. You know, and, and okay, so the fact that, like, I, 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 I want to say, very tongue-in-cheek here, we're very blessed to have the porn industry. Yeah. Because with the amount of parodies, and they are horrible parodies, like, I remember, like, you remember back in the 90s, 90210 was the thing to watch, right? Yeah. And they did this, like, whole behind-the-scenes behind episode. And so Jason Priestley and Ian Ziering and... Um, Putting your hand down in your... No, I'm scratching my nuts, okay. dude. Shut up, fucker. <laughs> um, anyways, so they said that they were filming that day. They were filming an episode, and so they went next door, and they didn't realize it. But they went next door, and the the studio that was next door to theirs was a porn production studio. Uh huh. And they were filming a parody of 90210. Oh my god! And it was called 90210, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they were looking at the people that were playing their parts in the porn movie, and they watched an entire scene get filmed. And it was like, oh, Luke Perry was there too. I yeah. forgot about Luke Perry, but. Um. <laughs> so, what's the, what was that dark ass meme that came out when Luke Perry died? It's like it's now it's nine oh two one. Oh, yeah, that that is pretty dark. Yeah, that was bad. Um. So. Um. But they were like, you know, you've made it. You know, you've made it. <laughs> <laughs> when the show that you are currently filming is being parodied by yeah, as a porn in the studio next door, right? And I was just like, wow, that's that's funny. And I don't know why that stuck out in my head. Like, you know, you, you get all these, like, uh, like John Wayne Bobbitt. Yeah. Forrest Stump. And then you had Saving Ryan's Privates. Dude, there's a... And then there was the Pirates one where they did this whole... Pirates of the Caribbean parody, and it was all porn, and it was shot on forty-two millimeter film. No, it's even worse. Is uh, and this is only the only reason why I know this is because of Marcus. Is uh, there's a Lone Survivor porn parody? No. Yes. No. Yes, the Bone Survivor. More movie Lone Survivor makes a porno. But it's called The Bone Survivor. <laughs> and Marcus is like, I wonder who the fuck is playing me. <laughs> it It's that sad, isn't it? I'm 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 trying to read this here. Oh, the did you pull up the Lone Survivor porn parody? No, it's shadowproof.com. So oh yeah, yeah, I was reading that too. <laughs> it's so sad, isn't it? Because 
they they do a parody almost on everything that's popular. It's it's like a, a Ven, they have a Avengers parody type, or not a, a a spoof type deal. What is it? it's called? Oh, what is it called? Oh, Grim uh, Grim Avengers or some shit like that. But it's uh, it's uh, Grim Fairy uh, Grim Grim Fairy Tales. And it's set to where it's like the Avengers type stuff. Yeah, it's it's so <laughs> it's so hilarious because the the guy that played the lead role in uh, uh, Starship Troopers, right? He he's he's like the uh, is that Mario Van Peoples or something like that? No, is it Mario Van Peoples? Is that what his name is? I think so. Like he owns the rights to that character now, like. He nobody else can be cast in that role. Isn't that weird. Caster Van Caster Van Peoples, yeah, right. No, Caster Van Dean. Dean, yeah. I, anyways, <laughs> yeah. But let's see. Yeah, did he buy the? I don't think he bought the. I don't think he bought, he bought the, the IP, IP. But it is somewhere in his contract, like he's the only one that can be cast as Johnny Rico. Hmm, that's interesting. But he does a lot of. Uh, Oh, I can bring this up. Uh, he does a lot of uh, indie movies now. He's not that very popular. Uh, da, 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 da. But what's really sad, he was popular back in the day. After Star Trek Troopers, it, it elevated him a little bit more. Because he did uh, Tarzan, and he also did Sleepy Hollow. God, what is it? Wow, this guy that wrote the review on both the porn and the actual movie. <laughs> God, there's a review <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, so here, here's his synopsis. He goes, um, he goes, when time is up for both movies, you feel about the same. Any pleasure is wiped away as you realize people were exploited and your emotions hijacked for a cheap thrill. You feel empty, used. You're embarrassed by war porn that tries to convince you that killing people in Afghanistan has some purpose. This guy's a liberal, obviously. Um, same same as you're embarrassed that you believe for a selfish moment that all those oohs and ahs and, and ahas just might have been real. Just both movies make you feel good briefly about something that isn't good. And you can't tell anyone, anyone about what you did. You're the lone survivor. Bonus, despite bragging about how the SEALs are the most highly trained warriors on Earth, not not one in the movie speaks w one word of, of Putsch 2. In, in the odd moments where Afghans need to be told how to service the SEALs' needs, <laughs> communication is done via shouted English and threats, and you'd think that at some point in all that training, a little local language would come in handy. But like with porn, you're not there for the dialogue, right? It's like, oh. Hey, I'm just like that. This that that whole review was just. Uh, you you kind of just want to, just uh, throw it away now. It was like that. Uh, I did a video, uh, a what the hell episode, and it was about uh, this Irish chick that was ju being judgmental about Southern food and everything. I mean, every every view of what she uh, supposedly ate, which I, I seriously think that she didn't eat it, was like she couldn't get biscuits and gravy. She's like, oh, I can't believe this. This is this is this is crap. I, I can't believe people would eat this stuff. And then uh, I went to her. Uh, what was it? 
I think it was a, her Instagram account. Mm -hmm. And she was supposedly a, uh, a good writer for a uh, newspaper. So, and uh, I looked at it. She was she's living with her mom. Her mom's fug ugly. Her she's fug ugly. I was like, I can't, I can't fucking do it. <laughs> right. Like I don't want to do it, man. Don't make me do it. Yeah. It was one of those things to where oh, and and that movie is Avengers Grimm. When <laughs> this is this is funny. This is the uh, uh, synopsis for it. When Rumpelstiltskin uh, Rumpelstiltskin destroys the magic mirror and escapes to the modern world, the four princesses of Once Upon a Time, uh, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, uh, Snow White, and Rapunzel are stuck through the uh, sucked through the portal. Well trained and in, uh, endowed with magical powers, the four women must fight. Rumpelstiltskin and his army of thralls before he enslaves you know, everyone on Earth. So. Okay, so a little bit of nerd news here. Halo Infinite is about to come out for the Xbox, right? Uh-huh. Well, Nerf has got this really cool line of Halo-themed guns. I own a couple of them, right? It's, okay. it's just, you know, like yeah. Master Chief's assault rifle. It's great. It's a bullpup. You know they have a, the actual uh, working one? Right, yeah, with the with the round counter on top. Yeah, but they've got it. it the Halo. It, Twenty-two minutes ago, Halo's official Facebook account. Feel the pink mist. Pre-order your very own Nerf limited edition needler today. It looks like the needler gun from the Covenant. Yeah, I thought they always had that. Well, they have like this little cheap ass one that was like a single shot. Yeah. This one looks like it's battery powered. Oh, okay. That looks cool, though. Like yeah, with the LEDs and everything. Yeah, I like, hope. I hope, man. That was one thing when we were kids that we would get a box and it looked really cool. And then you open it up and it looked like someone just put together. So HasbroPulse.com. Uh, choose my location. Are you buying it? Holy shit! No, I'm not buying it. It's a hundred damn dollars. Fuck that. And it looks like it's a four shot. So this better not really. I mean, it looks cool as hell, but it's just four shots. Mm. I mean, as for the aesthetics alone, I mean, it looks cool. Yeah. I mean, it'd probably be one of those things that I buy for, like, you know, just to keep on a shelf or something like that. I mean, look at that. Yeah, that looks fucking cool. I mean, dude, that, that's that's pretty damn... <coughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. It's, uh, it's a 10-shot revolver. Okay. Yeah, see? There there it shows the front. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's pretty damn cool. Um six double A's. Yeah, ten shots. It's a rotating ten dart ten dart drum. Is it fully automatic? Yeah, fully motorized blaster. It releases ten darts in a row from the rotating okay, so it's it's so it's an automatic. But that's cool. Uh, light up accents. I mean, dude, that to me, that's just that's that's a display piece right there. Uh, let's see here, flexible needles light up when you grip the handle. Yeah, I mean, I would hope that they would be flexible. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> like kids would be stabbing each other with it when they get. Have, you, have you seen the ones where they're uh, they did a Nerf gun? And they super powered it. <laughs> 
Yeah, with the, went, with the 20 volt battery. And it went through like uh, a uh, plywood. No, I did not see that. Oh, dude, they did like supercharged one. And they put uh, compressed air into it. And the Nerf, the, even though the Nerf t uh, tip was like uh, foam, it's still like bruised. Oof. Dude. They came out with an Aliens M41A blaster from the Aliens movie. Uh -huh. And they have, for $126, they have a, a Mandalorian phase blaster rifle. Let me see here. Let me pull it up for you. You know what? I'm just going to send you the link here. Hold on. You should be able to just... Uh, yeah, I'm just... I'm going to drop it. You know what? Fine. Fine. You have adult stuff, use the adult stuff. I guess that's about it. Yeah, hold on. The, you're you're gonna you're gonna love this. Here, hold on. There you go. It's coming up. God damn it. Um Dude, that's fucking awesome. That looks really good. Now you, all you have to do is like uh, uh, put the battery in the back end of the thing, holster mm -hmm. or the the hilt, and it's uh, fifty point <coughs> two five inches long, so that's a little over a meter and a quarter. Well, I was uh, thinking about the shock factor. You can make it a big taser. Oh God. <laughs> Series accurate breech loader blaster has a handle you pull back to prime the blaster and includes 10 official darts. Battle worn and tight lipped. Formidable bounty oh hunter with an increasingly God. dangerous galaxy. Fuck. My uh, uh, close friend of mine sent me this. Yeah, Mike sent me those today too. The teardrop? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. I guess some fucked off people. All right. Uh, I guess that's the end of this episode. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Take a look at our uh, T-shirts. And, and I'm going to be working on that this weekend, um, hopefully. And uh, give us a like. Share. Give it to your friends and everything. It doesn't matter if it's Spotify or Apple or even YouTube. You can share this to your friends and show that how much we are really good, good friends. All right, everybody. I'm David Dickerman. Don't ever do that. <laughs> like, seriously, don't ever, 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 ever do that again. Because, I mean, like, we're really good friends. Like, when I hear you do that. I picture you, for some ungodly reason, sitting in an overstuffed beanbag chair in the corner, wearing a bib and eating a bag of fucking candy corn. I don't know why, but that disturbs the shit out of me. That's like, just, what, the, what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, seriously. Who the, one, who the fuck eats candy corn? And two, I can see the rest. The, the <laughs> Wow. Okay, so my girlfriend and her sister both absolutely adore candy corn. My parents love candy corn. They don't love it. My mom loves candy corn. 
Okay. Uh, they your girlfriend likes canning corn in the Astros. That's gonna turn out great in a relationship. At least you know you know firsthand all the horrible things. Dude, I'm working on the Astros part. <laughs> I really, really am. Um, you know, I know, what? I know that we were going to try to wrap this up. Just yeah. give me, give me no, like no, five no, minutes no. here. We, so, you know, okay. So I, I, I'm a part of a, a page on Facebook called Baseball Talk, right? Yeah. And some jack wagon gets on there this morning, and I don't know if he was doing it for the likes or what. I, I have no clue. Don't really care at this point. But he gets on there, and he's like. Y'all mad? Astros are the new b- dynasty in baseball. This dude. Oh my God. Okay, so he. Oh, dude, it's just. Okay, so. I mean, everybody's like, no, this, this is not. This, this is not something that is a thing, right? And. I mean, everybody's, like, still throwing the whole cheaters thing, blah, 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 right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's just let's, let's take a step back from the cheaters part, all right? I understand as a Red Sox fan, I did not, I was not happy with the way that the ALCS turned out. But yeah, looking at it 24 hours after the fact, the Astros outplayed us. The Red Sox offense didn't come to play. They produced one or two runs over like twenty three innings, so it's like a like two and a half games that their offense didn't put any runs across the plate, right? So I mean, it's hard to win games if you don't score runs. Yeah, it's not that we got out pitched. It's not that we got out hit. You know, it's just and and, and was there cheating involved? I don't know. Don't really at this point. It, it it doesn't matter. If it comes out that they did cheat, then you know. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Can't go back and replay the ALCS. Can't go back and replay the World Series. Um, yeah, I mean, if I mean, it's you can, one of those you can strip them of the title, but yeah. I mean, how's that going to help the other team? You know, but they. I mean, as a Red Sox fan, I I have to look back over the entire work of the entire you know, the, the entire 162 game regular season. Right, mm-hmm. and, and I'll touch. We'll touch on this Sunday when we shoot our our sports episode, or Monday, whenever. Yeah, um, I I have to look back and say, you know what? We were projected as a team to finish a couple of games over five hundred, maybe fourth place in the division, maybe last place. Don't know because we finished dead last last year. But if you were to sit there and tell me at the beginning of the season, with all of the projections from all of the pundits and everything that were out there couple of games over 500 maybe an 81 or maybe an 82 83 game win season right that we were going to have a 92 game win season that we were going to beat the Yankees in the playoff in the wild card game and that we were going to beat the defending American League champions in the divisional series and then go and then go toe to toe with Houston and come two games two victories away from going to the World Series I'd have taken that every day yeah all day every day and uh, I got a buddy of mine. I'm going to meet up with him later today. He, you know, was sitting there going, you know, he tried to punk me. I don't know if you saw it on my Facebook. Like, he tagged me in it, and he's like, there's no crying in baseball, you know, go Astros, right? And then he calls me today, 
He's like, I'm just checking to make sure you didn't slit your wrist or anything like that. And I told him, I was like, dude, first off, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because that's not even remotely funny. Second of all, dude, I'm not even mad. Like, yeah, I would have liked to have seen it ended differently, but they it it they just they didn't, you know. And I I gave him the same facts that I just gave you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't know all that. And I was like, yeah. So maybe before you start talking shit, educate yourself so that way you can do it properly. You know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this dude's got one Astros hat in his whole house, and everything else is either he's got a Baltimore Orioles jersey, I know. He's got a couple of Ravens jerseys, or jerseys from, you know, Baltimore. And the rest are Dallas Stars hockey sweaters. I'm like, seriously, man, if you're going to come at me like that, bring your A game because I will fucking destroy you, you know. And, and it's not like in an aggressive manner. It's just like if you're going to talk shit, talk shit like a champ. And have, have have something ready to back up, you yeah. know. Jim Rome uh, used to have uh, a radio show. I think he still does. But he would have callers call in, and they would chirp, just chirp at each other, right? And he called it the jungle, right? So he would, like, get the best, like, the best burns and the best takes all year long, and they would qualify for this, like, chirp off at the end of the, at the, end of the year. And, you know, you had, like, 30 seconds to make your point, talk, you know, just to, to drop that knowledge, right? Yeah. And it's like one guy gets in there and he's like, you know, I mean, I mean like if he if he's like if, if he doesn't stay engaged with your with your 30 second rant, he's like, uh, you're gone. And he hang up on him and they'd be, they'd never be allowed to call the show again. So, you know, it's like these people that would call in, they would have to have their shit in order and then they spout it off i mean there's no stuttering no hesitation no um 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 you can't do any of that you have to get it out right <coughs> this guy that gets on this page this morning talking about the astros of the new dynasty it's like no you you obviously i, I keep hearing uh in gunya matoya in my head he's like i don't think you are using that word properly you know i don't th think you know what that means it's they've got one world series win in the last five years, yeah, they've been to the American League Championship Series five years in a row. They've had three World Series appearances in the last five years. Yeah. But they're not a dynasty. No. If anything, at best, they're one step above the Buffalo Bills because they managed to actually win a World Series. Now, whether or not they did it legitimately against the Dodgers, eh, I don't know. But it, you, you can't throw a dynasty tag on something like that. I mean, this guy comes in there. He doesn't have any facts. He doesn't have anything because he's talking about how, you know, they're the king of the fastballs. And he's like, yeah, like uh, in football, the dynasty right now is uh, the Patriots. Was the Patriots. Was the Patriots. Because when Tom Brady left, that dynasty ended. Okay. Yeah, they've got six Super Bowl titles, and they're tied with the most with Pittsburgh. That's great. But they're not nearly – I mean, Tom Brady made that team a fearful – you know, a fearsome force, right? Okay. All right. Right now, the NFL does not have a dynasty, period, at all, period. Because it, uh, it, it okay. takes, I mean, it takes at least a decade to to qualify as a dynasty. The closest thing to anything being a dynasty in professional sports would be maybe, and I hate saying this, the Lakers. And that's stretching it. Um 
and it, it really the NBA doesn't have that whole dynasty thing going on anymore anyways because everybody's all free agents and everybody's going from one team to the other and they're trying to build super teams here, super teams there. And it just doesn't work because the free agency contracts make everything unaffordable. You know we're cutting into nerd sports. Yeah, I know. Um, but then on top of that, you know, you go into like baseball. Everybody's like, oh, I got 27 rings. And that was my comment on this thread. I was like, are, are, are Astro fans becoming the new 27 rings crowd? And everybody was like, yo, this dude's got a point. You know, <laughs> I was sitting there going, my comment is getting more likes than this dude's original comment that started the whole thread. You know, and I'm just like, bro, you know, and it's like, I don't hate the Astros. I just, I'm not a big fan of the Astros. I'm not, I'm not a fan of the Astros, period. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. And then when we, we actually film our sports episode on Sunday, Monday. We, we should, or Monday, we should have oh, we can an do idea. It tomorrow if you want Yeah, to. we can. We, we should I, I have. I just don't want Because do the Dodgers and the Braves play game six of the NLCS tonight. If the Braves win, they're going to the World Series to play the Astros. If the Dodgers win, they force a game seven. That gets played Sunday night. So but at the very least, at the latest, Sunday night, we'll know who's going to play the Astros in the World Series. I'm pulling for the Braves. And, and it's because I just I don't like the Dodgers. I don't, because they're becoming the West Coast version of the New York Yankees. They're throwing money at the problem, and unlike the Yankees, they're actually they have a manager that knows what the hell they're doing. Um, but I mean, I, I would love to see Atlanta go to the World Series, and a lot of it is is some of it is poetically you know justified because remember earlier this year we had talked about Major League Baseball took the the All Star Game away from the city of Atlanta because the whole oh, rights yeah. house, right? How 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 much would it just irk the fuck out of Robert Manfred, who's the commissioner of baseball right now, to have to go to Atlanta for a World Series game? Yeah, that would that would be fucked off. And the last time that the Braves won a World Series was back in the nineties, with Bobby Cox as, as their 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 manager. Yeah. You know they had Tom Glavin, they had John Smoltz. You know they you know. They they had those those all star stud pitching you know pitching staffs and, and you know they had people like David Justice and you know, Chipper Jones and uh, you, you, but this this young crew of of guys I mean they weren't expected to do shit this year they ended up winning their division but yeah we are desperately and tragically running into nerd sports which we will cover on Sunday now let's do it Monday because we still got to get all the football stuff done yeah you know what you're right you're right because we do still have I did get my picks up on yeah i saw page. that I, I shared it on, on my thing and i was and like yeah i know i'm late fight me <laughs> so and, and so far i remember i told you i i had the browns pick to win that game yeah that was a surprising one. yeah but i had the browns pick to win that game we need and they won so right now i'm still i'm, I'm batting a thousand for this week so we need to, we need to start uh uh doing a, a fucking uh like a like a pool well, not a, not a poll. We can do the uh, betting. Uh, I can bet. You can just give me the stuff. No, I. And that's something I think we can and, talk and about off, small, off camera. But yeah. That, oh man, that's got a lot of tax implications, dude. And I really don't want to. I just really. I mean, we can talk about it, and it's a cool idea, but. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. I'm David Gerkman. I'm Johnny Skelton. And this is What the Hell. Talk to you later. Keep it classy.